Hello, and welcome back to the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. I'm super excited for you to listen to today's episode. I had a great time. I talked with my friend Mark, who is a female strength coach who focuses purely on strength, not aesthetics, which is kind of like a unique way of training. So we had a really good conversation about strength training, why strength is so important, how it can be so empowering and build your confidence and translate to other areas of life. We talked about how to get into strength training, some of the myths around women and strength training, how to set up performance-based goals, how to progress towards it, basically just all of that kind of stuff, which is super helpful, such good information, and we just had a really good chat. So thank you so much to Mark for coming on my podcast. I was actually on his back uh, about eight months ago, so it was good to have him on here. And yeah, we had a great talk, so I hope you enjoy the episode, and let's get into it. All right, hello, and welcome back to my podcast. So today I'm having a guest on. This is Mark, and I was on his podcast like eight months ago, so now he's coming on to mine, which I'm super excited about. So first, can you just like introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, by the way. You did such a great job on my podcast. I hope I can do the same. But yeah, my name is Mark. I'm an online strength coach for women. I'm solely focused on strength and I use what's known as like a weight neutral approach. So instead of focusing on weight loss or for aesthetics, I solely focus on helping women become strong and feel like confident lifters. So I work with women a lot on deadlifting and squatting, being able to like do pull-ups and push-ups or really whatever goal helps them to feel um, strong and badass. And that's like really the main focus. But yeah, I'm excited to uh, have the conversation today. Yeah, I love that. And then can you just talk a little bit about kind of your coaching and how it's like evolved over time from when you first started? Yeah, absolutely. So I didn't start as a weight neutral coach. I started as a weight loss coach. I worked at a commercial gym originally. Um, Before that, you know, I did my own training. And when I was, you know, I started at around like 18 for my own personal training where mine was very shallow. Mine was very like, you know, uh, low self-esteem and thought that could be resolved by like, you know, becoming muscular. And, you know, that was basically the idea is like changing my aesthetic to improve my confidence. And uh, I had that for a long time. I'd say like five, six years, even at the beginning of my own training. Um, that was like a main focus of both myself and for my clients. And over time, I kind of switched to, you know, really a focus on strength training because strength training did a ton for my own confidence, did a ton for the confidence of the uh, lifters that I'm working with, of the women that I worked with in the commercial gym setting. And I kind of moved eventually over to, you know, for me, like, I think the strength training is super, super important and has so much value for everybody. And so I've kind of moved away from training for the weight on the scale or like training to look a certain way. And now I solely focus on strength because I just feel like it's, um, I feel like it's really important. And I feel like the value is underrated and why people should focus on strength. And it took me a little while to get there. That was definitely not a day one belief for sure, but I'm happy with uh, where it's gone. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that about like strength training being important and super underrated. I think it's like a type of training that a lot of people don't know exists or don't know how to get into, but definitely something that can benefit a lot of people. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's important we should talk about as well is that like strength really is for everybody. I think we like sometimes when we think of like strength that sometimes we think of a stereotypical person. Mm -hmm. This could be someone who's like, you know, really strong in the gym. Maybe they're a certain age. Um, and I think what's important to understand is that like everyone can benefit from being stronger and that it's a worthwhile goal. I work with women who are currently as old as uh, she's turning 65 on Saturday uh, and as young as like 21. And I've worked with women as young as like 18 before. Um, and I've also worked with kids and like not online, but I've worked yes. with like, I've had the pleasure of like working with like kid athletes, which was great. And they all benefited from becoming stronger mm-hmm. that like, regardless of like what your goals or what you want to work on, being able to lift more weight, being able to be strong in your body, both in and out of the gym has a ton of benefit. Um, and regardless of like what you want to focus on, um, being stronger is going to help with that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with all those points. And I think it's really cool to see that more people of different ages are getting into strength training. Like I'm, you know, seeing more people who are like in their 60s, 70s, 80s, even lifting weights. And it's like, especially as you get older, it becomes even more important, but that's something that didn't exist before. And I think now it's becoming more common, which is a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I really try to do this on my page as well, where like, I try to show women of different ages lifting where like, and I have clients in their 50s and 60s. And you know, they really want to be strong so they can do things with their grandkids. They don't want to not be invited uh, to events. Because like a good example is like a woman that I work with is 53. She has like kid, she has kids, she's going to have grandkids one day. And she wants to be able to like go skiing with them or go hiking with them and being strong helps with that. Um, It allows them to be independent later in life, which I think is really important is that if you're a person who like wants to be able to do whatever they want to do for as long as possible, well, being strong and being healthy are going to be a big part of that where you don't have to like, you don't need assistance as early because you're strong enough to do the things that you need to do. Like these are all things that matter a lot later in life. Um, So it's not just, you know, some someone in their like 20s or whatever, like, you know, lifting 500 pounds, deadlifting in the gym, like that's not like, you know, that that's part, it's fine. It's it's what they're focused on. But like strength training really can benefit like a variety of ages for like a variety of different reasons. Yeah. So let's go into that a little bit more. Can you talk about some of the reasons why strength training is so important? Okay. So there's two ways that we can like have this conversation. So I think the first one is like all like the health benefits. Um, which I feel like are important, but like less exciting. So I'm going to talk about the confidence part of strength training, which I think is really, really important. So we have limiting beliefs. A lot of people have limiting beliefs on what they're capable of, and it can be hard to believe. It it can be hard to overcome them or believe you can overcome them without like an example in other aspects of your life. It's kind of like you have to like prove something that hasn't hasn't existed yet, if that makes sense. Um, The beauty of strength training is it really is proving yourself wrong in a very positive way where I I work with, I work with exclusively women and a lot of them will come to me like very much underestimating how strong they can become. And I think like that's something that's really, really exciting for me, especially like working with like new women lifters is the you know, they'll be able to deadlift their body weight in like less than three months of training, like a total beginner, like in someone who doesn't come from an athletic background Mm -hmm. and they're able to lift more weight than they thought possible. They're lift weight that like maybe in their head they thought was like only for men or like super athletic women and their ability to 
you know, lift dumbbells they never thought they could, to be able to do tasks that they didn't think they'd be strong enough for. And they're able to realize, you know, they're able to overcome this limiting belief, mm -hmm. which I think is super, super valuable. And that's something that like, once you realize in one domain that yeah. you were wrong about how much you can accomplish, like this can translate into other domains where like, well, maybe I was wrong about going for that job or that degree or that task. Like I was, I was wrong here and I'm saying this all in like a positive way. Um, maybe I can realize that I can do more in other avenues as well. This was for me as an example um, growing up where like uh, strength training was huge for my confidence, like realizing that I was capable of more than I thought and kind of realizing that I had underestimated myself. Um, I've seen this with like clients that I've worked with. And I think that's super valuable. I think like Natalie, like even for yourself, like you've gotten strong really, really fast. Uh, and I think like that's super cool. And like, you know, you're, you know, you're 15th now, right? You were 14 yep. when you were on the podcast. Yeah. So you're 15 now. And I think it's cool that like, even you for yourself as an example, like, you know, you're deadlifting in the 200s now as a yeah. 15 year old. That's <laughs> awesome. Like this is, you know, you didn't have to be like a full adult so you didn't have to yeah. like be like a super athletic background to get there and I think like mm -hmm. what's cool about strength is that a lot of people can accomplish a lot more than they thought yeah. I think when I talk to new lifters and I tell them they can body they can deadlift their body weight in less than three months that seems like unrealistic to right. them like, that just sounds like a total fantasy like oh Mark's just like you know pumping me up so that I like feel good about <laughs> lifting and then like, honestly, most of the time it doesn't even take three months. They get it yep. on like week seven, week eight. Um, and it's cool because like yes. they lift a lot more weight than they thought they could. They realize the people are more. A lot of the time they still want to continue lifting more. Like let's get into the 200s. Let's mm -hmm. get into, you know, what else can we be strong in? And I think um, that there's a lot of good reasons for strength training, but I think like yes. that's the one that isn't talked about enough. I totally agree. And yeah, it's been so cool. Like, especially as I've gotten more experience and even just like as myself strength training, I can, it, I become so much more passionate about it and really had that feeling. And then like sharing it with other people is just even more cool. And I think it's something that like, you don't really understand what that feels like until you actually go through it because people might hear that and be like, Oh, I, you know, like I'm not a very confident person or I don't really think I can do that. But when you, once you start strength training and seeing the progress every week, especially that you gain as a new lifter, it becomes so much more rewarding and it just keeps you motivated to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And that like beginner new yeah. phase strength training yeah. is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. You get so much stronger so fast. So like, well, what like, like now they're referring to is like uh, diminishing returns, which is basically yeah. like, as like a new lifter, you can gain a ton of strength really fast. Um, and then as you like become more experienced, those increases in strength become less over time. So it's what makes the new part of the strength journey really cool is you can go from never lifting to deadlifting your body weight in a really fast period of time. You can start lifting weights you didn't think was possible in like a very short period of time. And all you have to do is like, get into the game, yeah. strength train three to four times a week, yep. make sure you have some kind of good program and you're focusing on form. And if you do that, how strong you can become so quickly, it's like a really, and then like, it's like one of the best parts of the strength training journey, because then as you get like really strong, then like that like goes away, which is like, yeah. sad. but, um, <laughs> For a good period of time, I want to say like 
six months to a year, uh, there's just this period of time where you're just constantly getting stronger. And like yeah. every month you're putting weight on the bar. And like, as long as you have like a good coach, a good program, and you're like sticking with it that like you can see some like really impressive results, which I think yeah. it's, it's a fun time for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I've kind of noticed that this year, since this is my first year truly focusing on strength and like last year with COVID and everything, but it was just crazy. The progress that I made from like the beginning of the year to when I started to my first meet. And I see that with like my clients and the people that I help and the people um, at my gym that are new to lifting is like, we talk about this all the time, just like seeing the progress every single week and getting stronger and being able to increase the weight constantly is just so fun and so exciting. And it really keeps you going. And like you said, you know, if you're following a good program and you have a good coach, that progress can be rapid. Even if, even if you're a beginner lifter and your program's like suboptimal, you can still make progress pretty fast and just such a new stimulus to your body. Yeah. Just if, if you have good form, yeah. <laughs> even if you're program, if you have good form and you're like consistently training, um, yeah. yeah, even with a subpar program, you can like still see results at yes. the beginning. It's really cool. You'll have to get a better program later if you want to like yeah. keep going. But like for that beginner level, like yeah. if you just focus on like I just want like really good squat form or really yeah. good deadlift form. Um, how strong you can become is it's 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 impressive and it's really really cool as a process. Mm-hmm. Um. So going into the next topic, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like how women can get started in strength training, because I feel like there's, um, there's becoming less of a stigma around it, but, you know, still in like, I guess, non-fitness spaces, um, there's a lot of like misconceptions around women in strength training. Like a lot of women come from just doing cardio or just from like lifting super light weights. Maybe like they're afraid to get bulky or they're afraid that they'll hurt themselves or like they just don't know how to strength train. So do you have any tips or advice around that? Yeah, I think this is a really good question because like you're right where like there are barriers to women's strength training and I've talked about this on my podcast as well that it's especially if you don't come from that like athletic background or you yes. didn't do weights in high school or like whatever it might be that there's definitely barriers that need to be addressed. I think one of the challenges of strength training in itself is that uh, it does require a lot of learning. You're learning a skill base and I think like that is something where like you need someone like it's not obvious what the deadlift form should be yeah. <laughs> right like that's something that we were all taught and I think like for that beginning phase I think it is important to have someone to at least teach you form or at least teach you like kind of the basic movement patterns and then going from there um, because unfortunately unlike things like let's say like running as an example where like you know if you want to start running the barrier to entry from a skill perspective yes. is very low like it's you know yeah I understand there's technique with running but like you can still you know you get the general idea you can enter it pretty quickly mm -hmm. strength training unfortunately like has that skill base that needs to be built so I think that's like one of the things that needs to go through it um, yeah. in terms of like how do we feel comfortable with like heavy weights and lifting in the gym? Um, I think when women talk about like, well, I, I don't want to get bulky. The way that I've always approached that question is, well, when you think of someone who is bulky, is there a person you have in mind? Sometimes this is like a top level power lifter, or this is like a bodybuilder, or this is like a specific. And I think it's important to talk to that person and be like, okay, so that woman there that you think is bulky, 
let's talk about what it took for yep. her to get and I think like that's important to have the conversation um, because a lot of these women who are extremely, you know, it's, I don't love the word bulky, let's say muscular, um, like the, let's use the word muscular. Like these are women who have spent multiple years training five, six times a week, extremely high protein diets, some genetic ability, let's keep it real, as well as like in some scenarios, some like performance enhancements, yeah. uh, depending on like who we're talking about. And I think it's important for that person to realize, okay, so this is what this person went through. And if we don't do that, it'll be okay. And I think like it's better to have that conversation and kind of address the concerns because it is a common concern that like you still hear about. Um, and I think a lot of trainers um, don't talk about that question yep. in a good way. I think like it's kind of like scoffed at, but what I would say is that like, who's the woman that she has in mind? Yeah. And then you can kind of have that conversation from there, I think is like worth talking about for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's a really important one to refute, but it also like, I think just through talking to someone, you know, they can understand pretty quickly, like, okay, maybe that's not going to happen to me. I think one of the best, like, one of the best comparisons that I've heard is like, as a woman, just like casually lifting weights, thinking that you're going to look like a bodybuilder is like thinking that driving to the grocery store is going to turn you into a NASCAR driver. Like it just, right. as yeah. a woman with your hormonal profiles, it's just really not possible for that to happen accidentally. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think as well as that, like, I think what's important to address that as well is that, well, so the women who talk to me, like we don't talk about aesthetics at all, but what I would right. say is that for coaches who do, you know, you can always go to that person and be like, but that does, if that did happen, let's say it did happen, yes. that's not going to happen tomorrow or right. next week like that would be something that would be like a slow gradual gradual process yes uh and you could like if you ever did get to that level which you probably won't um mm -hmm. that you can cross that bridge when you get there mm -hmm. like it's yeah. not it's not going to be one month of training and yeah. then suddenly you're like a very you know um there are women that i know who want to put on muscle who mm -hmm. like like adamantly like they want that bulky look mm -hmm. and like try their hardest and are still having a hard time yep so For you sure. moving from like five to 10 pound dumbbells yeah. <laughs> is just like not going to be, it's not going to be the thing that happens. I, right. I feel comfortable like guaranteeing yeah. that. <laughs> um, I wanted to touch on something that you said before about like you, um, how important it is as a beginner lifter to like have someone show you how to do things. Um, I think that's really true. And I, I think like it can be hard because maybe not everyone has the money or anything to spend on a coach. But I think just like having at least some form of structure and at least someone who can show you how to do it or some way that you can learn is super important because strength training is not something that you're just going to pick up right away. And it's like most people don't naturally or intuitively know per perfect form on every single lift or how to create a good program. So it's like having some way to learn that and hopefully someone to guide you is going to be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I totally get what you're saying about the training. If you can't afford it, that's awesome. Like, yeah. You know, find someone that you can trust, like find mm -hmm. someone either like remotely or in person uh, to go from there. Um, if you can't, like I yeah. recommend like, trying to find some free resources or like if you have a friend who knows their stuff going from there and like teaching. I, I do think that like at the beginner level, like if you have that base, yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah. Um, how you get taught. I think there's like a lot of different ways of doing that now. I'm personally a big fan, if this is something that the person is comfortable with, of using videos. I think yes, videos are really absolutely. good for taking, like, 
especially because like for something like you know it can be hard to tell in like a squat or a deadlift or whatever you're working on like are your knees in exactly the right place like is your back in the right position like these are all things that like just while you're doing the movement mm -hmm. it's it's hard to tell like i don't know like if i'm deadlifting like i don't really know if i'm rounding my back until i like see the video mm -hmm. right so i think it's like i think that goes a long way so that like you can kind of see it for yourself yes. um I know for some people that could be an uncomfortable process. It's been my experience that it's uncomfortable at first and then it gets easier the more videos that you take. But I do think it's a really worthwhile learning experience. Oh yeah, I totally agree. And I think like, um, like you said, it can be uncomfortable at first, but like you never regret taking videos of yourself. And that's something that like, um, it's super common, especially like as for lifters to do and um, to, to just constantly watch videos of yourself and like look at your form and that you learn so much through doing that, um, especially if you don't have someone there to watch your technique. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it like, and also like videos, you can just, you can rewatch them, you yep. can see like where it went wrong. I think that they're super valuable as a tool. It doesn't have to be something that like you post on Instagram every yep. single time if you don't want to go that route, like that, that just stays on your phone forever and that's fine. Uh, it doesn't need to be Instagram worthy with like yeah. the perfect angles or, you know, you're just using it to check form. And like, I've even done this with like the one that I work with, Well, they'll just take a video and be like, Hey, like, how does this look? And like, we'll talk about it and then go from there. And yep. um, I just think it's a very valuable learning tool. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving into another kind of same topic. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what should um, as a beginner lifter, what should like maybe programming kind of look like or like how often should you train per week or do you have any tips around that kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. So I think the first thing is what are we going to work towards? I think is like the first thing that has to be set. And um, there's two main things that I look for is one, what is something that has like a bigger purpose for you? And two, are you going to enjoy training for that? Um, for me, that was like training for a deadlift goal that I had for four and a half years. Uh, I worked on it for four and a half years and I was able to do that because the deadlift meant something more to me. It was like a goal that like really mattered. And also I liked deadlift training. So it was easy to stick with. So I would start there and like figure out like what that goal is for you. It doesn't have to be a deadlift or even like a particular lift, but you know, what is the goal that like means something more to you as well as you would actually enjoy training for? Because at the end of the day, like we're all pretty bad at doing things we don't like doing. Yes. Um, so picking something you like makes it super simple. Um, I'm very big on not like, what is the amount of training that realistically fits into your life? Mm -hmm. I think that's an important conversation where if you're just too busy for training five, six times a week, yeah. Like that's probably just not the training plan for you. And I think you should go, you know, three times a week, four times a week, like really look at your schedule. Like what do you have going on and like how much time can you focus in the gym and then build your program from there. So if that's only three days a week for like 30 minutes, well, let's make you the best program that's three days a week, 30 minutes as opposed to giving you like a six days a week program yes. where we're going to miss two to three workouts a week and, we're going to be kind of ashamed about that. And we're going to miss like part of the programming and we're going to miss certain exercises. Like I would much rather, let's just build training that like actually fits into your life. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would argue if like, if you're focusing on strength, it could be counterproductive, especially as a beginner to train five, six days a week. Yeah. I'm always like, 
five, I'm always hesitant. Yeah, same, say, like, same. You, you, can do, you can do it. You just have to be, like, very careful with, like, yep. intensity levels and, like, how yeah. you split up the program. Uh, six, I just think, is yes. either not necessary at minimum and at max is probably, like, going to be overtraining or, yep. like, too much volume or not realistic on a week-to-week basis. Six days a week is really tough to schedule in. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, anytime you miss a workout, like, let's say you're doing six days a week, and then on Tuesday, you're just busy for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, how you reprogram then is really complicated now because now you have no rest days and you're going to have to do five days in a row um, just to catch up. So, yeah, I... I never do six days a week anymore yep. with any clients <laughs> and five I would say are like I'll make them but there will be a fifth day that's like noticeably easier pretty much yeah same yeah. You know, fifth day could be like ex- just a little bit of accessory work or just like super light stuff like that yeah yeah I would use that for like like lagging muscle groups I don't mean lagging as mm-hmm. in like yep. look but I mean like if you just happen to have weaker shoulders comparatively, like right. that fifth day might just be the day we do some extra shoulder work. Mm-hmm. Like, but that would be how we program it in. Yep. Awesome. Totally agree. And then I also, I really like what you talked about before on choosing a goal that is like meaningful to you, because I think that's an issue that a lot of people have who like maybe are new to the lifting, don't know what their goals are, is like, if you don't establish a goal, it's really hard to build a program because it's like, what are you training for? What's the point? And then, you know, it's a lot harder to be consistent with your workouts too. Yeah. And and it doesn't have to be, you know, the goal doesn't have to be super specific to life. I think it's also important. Like, even if it's arbitrary, even if it's like, well, I just want to deadlift 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm like, great. Let's make the program around that. And then like we can change it and then go from there and you'll get a lot of benefit anyways. Mm -hmm. But you know, the more, it also gives you a reason for like, if you're in the gym, you can easily answer the question, why am I here? Which I think is important is that if you have no focus, so you have no goal, you know, skipping workouts is easy because there's really no reason you're there in the gym to begin with. Um, I'm very big on like, make the goal as specific as makes sense to you. Some people just want to see progress and like, I think that's great. So if you want to see, but if you can make the goal specifically, like, let's say you want to be stronger, well, is stronger to you. Like what would make you feel strong? Like, is that lifting a lot of weight off the ground? Is that getting your first pull up? Like um, if we can quantify that, it makes the programming a lot easier as well as like makes the process a lot easier in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. And I think, you know, especially like if you're new to strength training, you don't need to have crazy specific goals, but I think where a lot of people go wrong, especially before focusing on more of like strength-based programming is just like, just like going to the gym just to exercise or just to like burn calories or get their heart rate up or whatever it is. And number one, it's way harder to be motivated to work out that way or to enjoy it. And number two, it's like, like you said, you know, what's the point? And I think that when you focus on having a specific goal that's exciting to you, training becomes so much more enjoyable and so much more of like a hobby and something that you look forward to where you actually want to train rather than feeling like it's a chore or something that you just have to do. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it so much easier to like, it lets you focus like, why am I here? It gives it value. You can tell that you're succeeding, which I think is really important where it's like, if you have no goal and we've done like six months of programming together, 
it's hard for me to tell you that like you've been doing a great job if there's like nothing that we've been focusing on like mm -hmm. i think that's like you know but if you have like i'll just use the deadlift as an example like if you started without deadlifting like you're a totally new lifter and your goal was 200 pound deadlift and we're at like 185 now after six yeah. months then like we can clearly say that like you're doing a great job right. so um being as specific as possible i think helps sometimes you find that out through the process like yes. your goals start vague and then you you get into training and then realize yeah. i want to go one route more i think that's fine too you don't need to have the goals set in stone yeah. uh, but being as specific as possible i think like is a good plan yeah i mean because like if you've never lifted a weight before it's kind of hard to know what your deadlift goal is going to be if you've never deadlifted before for example. right yeah um so do you have any tips on how to progress towards a performance goal once you've decided what it is? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, figuring out the right performance goal for you, whatever that might be, um, is obviously the first step. Once you know what that is, you know, kind of build, figure out your programming from that. It can either be something that is made for you mm -hmm. or someone helps you with. And then go, if you're someone who doesn't have that background, I would like, that's the route that I would encourage. Definitely. And then, you know, kind of like, okay, this is the goal that I want. And I have my performance-based goal. And then like put that exercise in the program a lot or different variations as like kind of an example where like, maybe you want to get your first pull-up and you can't do a pull-up yet. So you can't put it in the program but you can still put things in like an inverted row, you can still, or like pull up holds or like yep. banded pull ups, depending on where you're at in that journey. And, you know, once you know the goal, I think what's key is not to do new workouts with new themes every time yes. is that when we're talking about strength training, we're building a skill and how we build a skill is through repetition. Like yep. this is true for math. This is true for any other life skill. You want to get better at writing. You want to get better at speaking. Like how you get better at that is through repetition. Um, and the same is true for strength. Whereas if you want to be a good squatter, like how you do that is squatting regularly. Like, yep. and that's like the process and like building that repetition. And then the more that you squat, the better of a squatter you'll be. Um, and then you can just become a badass lifter from there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um, something that a lot of people overlook about training is like, especially with Instagram, people will just like, look at swipe workouts and stuff like that and come up with something new every single workout. But that's kind of the difference between if you're just exercising to exercise to burn calories versus like training for a specific goal, like you need more specificity and you need more repetition, like you said. Um, and I think that's something that's super underrated, but important as a lifter who's focusing on strength is tracking your workouts because that way you can focus on your progress, especially when you're working towards a specific goal, like focus on how much progress are you making? How closer are you getting to that goal? And you can focus on increasing the difficulty over time you know if you lifted a certain weight last week then try to lift more this week and that's really important for helping you get stronger and get closer to your goal yeah repeating workouts is so important that yeah. like you know if you don't repeat workouts then it's honestly hard to tell if you're improving yes. because like one week you're doing this exercise and next week you're doing overhead press and the week after that you're doing rows and it's hard for you to be like, oh, am I improving? I don't know. I yeah. keep changing the, I keep changing the, I keep changing the exercise. It's hard for me to say like, am I improving on any of these? It's like hard to tell. 
But if you're repeating workouts, well, it's easy to tell that you're improving because like you were dumbbell rowing 20s and now you're dumbbell rowing 30s. Yes. And so now it's very easy to tell that like, oh, I am improving clearly because mm -hmm. this used to be hard and now it's easy. And I think mm -hmm. uh, being able to, you know, don't be afraid to repeat workouts. They don't always have to be the same forever. But um, having repetition in your program, like not only is it not a bad thing, but it will lead you to being a stronger lifter later on. Yeah, I mean, you need progressive overload, which is just increasing the difficulty over time. And it's like, if you're doing something different over every single workout, you don't, you're not progressing on anything. Like you're not, you have to have something to progressively overload. Um, you, so yeah. You're constantly on day one over yeah, and over again. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, repeating workouts for like four to like eight weeks, that's generally a good range, um, especially as a beginner. And I think people, you know, might hear that and think like, oh, that sounds boring or like, oh, I just, I like variety. But I think that there's something that's satisfying and um, exciting about seeing that progress every single week, even though you're doing the same exercises, seeing yourself get stronger is also really gratifying. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've heard that before where like, and I, I think that's why you do have to have some variation, yes. right? Where like, you can't literally do the same workout for 12 weeks. Right. But you know, maybe that's going to be four weeks, we'll do a conventional deadlift. And then for four weeks after that, we'll do a conventional deadlift with a pause or maybe a yep. sumo deadlift for four weeks. And then maybe the month after that, or like the next four weeks after that. Um, we might do a, like a wide grip Romanian deadlift, things yep. like that. So we're still training the same movement patterns, but just in different ways. And also like keeps it more interesting. Yes. Uh, changing like the rep ranges can help with that too, where like sometimes you're doing heavy triples, sometimes you're doing sets of 10, like, so, you know, and the weight will change and the weight will change itself. So, um, but you're still training the same movement pattern. So that kind of helps to keep it um, not as boring because, you know, not all of us came from the powerlifting background and it's yeah. fun <laughs> versus doing like the same three lifts year round, um, which would, you know, was me for back when I was competing, like I was totally fine with that. Um, <laughs> there should be some repetition, but, you know, picking different variations of the same exercise can like help to keep it not stale. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, and yeah, totally well said. Um, I think that a lot of great points were touched on today. Um, do you have any other like little pieces of advice that you would give to someone who's just starting on their strength training journey? Yeah, I think so. The first thing I think is that um, you're probably stronger than you think you are. I think like that's been, you know, something I mentioned in a, the previous part of this podcast is that you can become a lot stronger than you think if you have a good program, if you have someone helping you out, if you have good form and you stick with it. Uh, you can become a lot stronger than like maybe you anticipate. And I think that's very exciting that you're going to prove yourself wrong in a very positive way. Um, and I think that's great. That would be like the main one going in, but just yes. know that um, it's a bit of a learning curve at the beginning, but learning those skills will help you so much later, uh, both in and out of the gym. Yeah. And like getting past that beginner phase, you learn so much about yourself as a lifter where it's like, that experience is going to help you forever. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's everything that we were going to talk about. So thank you so much for coming on. I had a great chat and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Thanks, Natalie. It was uh, fun being on here. Thank you. Bye.
All right, and that wraps up this episode of the Natalie Smith Fitness Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I just want to talk a little bit about where you can find Mark. He puts out a lot of great content that you can definitely find value in. So his Instagram is at training.strong.women. He has a podcast, which he does a lot of great content on there, and it is called Who's Lifting Today? And then he also has a website, which is badasslifter.com. So that's where you can find him. Definitely go check out his content, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'll talk to you soon.